Hey everyone, so I've been working on a special Easter episode about the pagan goddess Eostra, who it's believed Easter gets its name from, but as is often the case with these documentary episodes, it's proving to be much more research-intensive than initially predicted or expected, so I'll probably end up releasing it next weekend, a little late for Easter, but hey, at least it'll be out there for people to discover next Easter, which is kind of a pattern with the show. I'll be late getting a holiday special out, and then people will discover it and engage with it the following year, when that season rolls around again, for instance, I've recently started getting comments on last year's Walpurgis or Valpurgis episode, uh, Valpurgis night taking place on April 30th and leading into the 1st of May. So instead of the Eostra episode, I'm going to present you with a replay of the very first Weekend Out Easter special. It's basically a brief audio documentary on the history of the holiday, in which I do mention Eostra in passing and it was originally recorded in either 2012 or 2013, so you may notice a difference in my voice and recording quality, but without further ado, here it is, and as always, thanks for listening. Whether you're a secular or a practicing person of faith, if you come from a Christian background, you most likely observe Easter in one way or another. To the lapsed or secular, it may just be another day to get together with family and stuff our faces, or perhaps a way to celebrate the vibrant return of spring. But if you're a believer, however, then it's arguably the most solemn and important day on the Christian calendar, for it commemorates the day, according to the faithful, that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Easter isn't merely a single day, but rather it's the focal point of an entire season of religious observance, beginning with Ash Wednesday, which marks the beginning of Lent, a 40-day period of prayer, fasting, and penance, the last week of Lent is known as Holy Week. The Sunday prior to Easter is known as Palm Sunday and commemorates Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. The three days leading into Easter Sunday are known as the Easter or Paschal Triduum. Triduum being a Latin term for a span of three days. The first day of the Triduum begins with an evening liturgy on Monday or Holy Thursday, which commemorates the Last Supper. Then comes Good Friday, which commemorates Christ's crucifixion and death at Calvary. Holy Saturday then leads into Easter Sunday, commemorating the resurrection. The 50-day period following Easter and ending with Pentecost is referred to as either Eastertide or Paschaltide. In Christian tradition, Pentecost derived from the Jewish Feast of Weeks, which occurred 50 days after Passover, commemorates when following the death and resurrection of Jesus, the Holy Spirit supposedly in the form of tongues of fire descended upon a large group of the faith including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and the original Twelve Apostles. The dating of Easter was somewhat of an ongoing point of contention in the early church. The first Christians, both Jewish and Gentile, most likely celebrated the resurrection around the same time as Passover. In fact, Easter is closely related to the Jewish festival of Passover, both in its symbolism and in its proximity on the calendar. 
The word Paschal, often used in relation to Easter, is a Latin by way of the Greek derivation of the Hebrew or Aramaic word for Passover, Pasha or Pesa. The Feast of Passover commemorates the deliverance of the Hebrew people out of Egypt, as described in the book of Exodus. The term Paschal Lamb is a reference to the Hebrew practice of sacrificing a lamb to God on the eve of Passover and harkens back to the tenth and final plague in the book of Exodus when the Hebrews marked their doorposts with the lamb's blood so that the Lord would pass them over during the final plague which brought the death of the firstborn. According to the Torah, the first Paschal Lamb was sacrificed on the evening of the Exodus. In Christian theology, Jesus would take on the role of the Paschal Lamb, the Lamb who dies to take away the sins of the world. The symbolism would be especially reinforced by the Gospel of John, which differs from the other three or synoptic Gospels by having Jesus die at the same time the Passover lambs are being slaughtered. So in a sense, in John, Jesus doesn't eat a Passover meal, but becomes himself the Passover meal or the Paschal sacrifice. Part of the debate over when to celebrate Easter had to do with the disagreement over whether the date should continue to be determined by using the traditional Jewish calendar or whether an independent method of computation should be implemented. The matter was finally settled for the most part in the year 325 at the Council of Nicaea, a convocation of bishops convened by the Roman Emperor Constantine. The final consensus was that Easter should be observed the first Sunday after the Paschal full moon following the March equinox. In the 4th century, Epiphanius, the bishop of Salamis, wrote, The emperor convened a council of 318 bishops in the city of Nicaea. They passed certain ecclesiastical canons at the council besides, and at the same time decreed in regard to the Passover that there must be one unanimous concord on the celebration of God's holy and supremely excellent day, for it was variously observed by people. In the 8th century, an English monk by the name of Bede or Beda wrote the following on the date of Easter. The Sunday following the full moon which falls on or after the equinox will give the lawful Easter. It was also Bede who attributed the name of the holiday to a pagan German goddess by the name of Eostra, or Eoster in Old English or Northumbrian, and Ostara in Old High German. Supposedly pagan vernal celebrations in the goddess Eostra's honor had eventually been eclipsed or replaced by Christian paschal traditions, but nevertheless, the goddess's name endured. Conversely, there is a bizarre and largely suspect theory that the name Easter may have a link to the Babylonian goddess Ishtar. Similarly to the Nordic goddess Freya, Eostra has been associated with hares, long seen as symbols of fertility, most likely due to their prolific reproduction and perhaps even because of their capacity for superfetation, the ability for an animal to become pregnant while already pregnant. There was an ancient belief that hares could become pregnant while maintaining their virginity, which led to a possible association with the Virgin Mary. There is also possibly an association with the ostra and the egg, another fertility symbol which has found its way into our Easter traditions. Other explanations for the association of eggs with Easter may go back to ancient Jewish traditions. In the time of Christ, eggs were served at Jewish funerals. A roasted egg was eaten as part of a Seder meal, and the breaking of an egg was supposedly a symbolic part of a Jewish atonement ritual. 
Another possibility is that the association comes from Orthodox Lenten practices. Eggs were forbidden during Lent, so they were boiled or roasted to keep them from spoiling, and then eaten at the end of the fast. Over time, the egg came to symbolize for Christians both new life and the empty tomb. Eastern Orthodox Christians have a tradition of dyeing eggs blood red to symbolize the blood of Christ. The decorating of eggs has become a widespread Easter custom. Related customs include egg rolling, egg hunting, and even egg tapping. In Germany, colored Easter eggs are used to decorate bushes and trees, resulting in what's known as an Easter egg tree. The Easter bunny, as alluded to earlier, may at least in part have its roots in pagan fertility symbolism. The earliest mention of the Easter bunny or Easter hare, Osterhaas, appears to date back to 17th century Germany. The custom seems to have originated among German Lutherans. The character was said to visit the homes of children the night before Easter or at the beginning of Eastertide, and similarly to Saint Nick would distribute gifts and judge which children had been good or bad. The custom seems to have arrived in the U.S. in the 18th century with Protestant German immigrants. In Sweden, possibly due to a curious mistranslation or misunderstanding, the Easter hare became the Easter hag or Easter wizard. And the tradition of children dressing like wizards or witches on Easter still persists. These seemingly pagan associations may be why some Protestant offshoots have either abandoned Easter, not to mention also Advent celebrations, altogether or at least significantly altered them. Interestingly, in modern Australia, there has arisen the late 20th century custom of celebrating Easter with a chocolate bilby instead of a chocolate bunny. The bilby is an endangered marsupial indigenous to the continent, and the selling of chocolate Easter bilbies helps raise money for preservation efforts. One of the stranger Easter customs is to be found in parts of Eastern and Central Europe, including Slovakia and the Czech Republic, where on Easter Monday, men ritually spank women with a special kind of whip. The ritual whipping is thought to help ensure the women's lasting health and beauty in the year to come. In Belgium, France, and the Netherlands, there's the story of the Easter bell, or bells. Bells are traditionally kept silent before Easter, leading to the legend that bells leave their steeples and fly to Rome, returning on Easter with eggs and candy for children. So whether your Easter is secular or sacred, it seems luckily for us that like Christmas and Halloween, it's one of those colorful holidays that will be with us for a long time to come. That concludes this Weekend Out special, A Brief History of Easter. As always, thanks for listening.